Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to the Ron Artest episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 37. My name is Logan Wortman, and today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going? It is going fantastic. To all the haters out there, I apologize for not giving you the satisfaction of my defeat episode last week. Um, my week kind of exploded after Monday, and uh, that's when the game happened. So apologies for that, and uh, check out the TikTok. Everything's under hoop theory, right? Mm-hmm. Just hoop theory, not hoop theory pot or nothing crazy. Just check, hoop theory. Hoop underscore it. theory. Hoop underscore theory all over the place. It's either the new logo or the old logo. Twitter, everywhere. Great takes coming out there um, and great shorts and things of that nature. So it'll be a lot of fun anyway. So sorry about that. We'll do a whole episode probably. Um, maybe not a whole episode, but I'll just record like 15 minutes of just sadness and uh, just dilute like I – Something about when I'll never understand this in any other sport. I'm a football guy first. So if you were to tell me the second or third best team in the NBA, we'll say third because they, I think they would beat the Lakers in a series of seven. Personally, the Celtics would. I don't know if there's a time where I've been like, you know what? The third best team in the NFL was that year. They should blow it up and almost entirely start over except for one piece. I've never seen that in any sport ever. Like if last year you would have told me, I think the San Francisco 49ers should blow it up, fire their coach, just get rid of everything. That's not Debo Samuel or Trent Williams. And then football is a little different because there's so many more moving pieces, but like, that's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I get the CBAs looming and there's all these things, but it's just yeah. very interesting to I me. I guess, I, I haven't seen the the whole blow up everything. I've seen the Jalen Brown trade. So it's stuff ship out Jalen Brown and then package because uh, Peyton Pritchard wants gone. That's not at the same level of Jalen Brown. Obviously, Peyton Pritchard's he wants gone. Is that what mm-hmm. you said? He he asked if he could be traded because he doesn't play enough or or what? Well, yeah, he barely got utilized. I totally don't blame the dude. If you like look at him for what he is, could be a a decent leader backup. of your bench, a leader of your bench unit. For like a bad wise. team. <laughs> no, for a bad team. Okay, but even if he's like... An average team, maybe. like Yeah, like yeah. An, like if you're a Charlotte Hornets, that's a bad example because point guard is literally... They have, a, they they have a lot of guards, yeah. But like that level of team, or or a Hawks if they lose Trey Young, like mm-hmm. you can just throw him in that second unit as just a, a spurt of offense. Cause that's How about all the Nuggets? Sure. Like, but the, just a spurt of offense into your second unit because a lot of the times... The second unit's defense is like 
not where you see you see the big drop off on the offensive side. Second unit struggle to score a lot of the time. Unless mm. you're the Celtics where the only thing the second unit can do is shoot threes. Yeah. Like when they send in their like out, Sam it was Hauser. the it's like Sam Hauser, Cornet, uh Peyton, Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard. Like usually they have like Al Horford out there with him who can also shoot. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's it's just a bunch of three point guys as our second unit out. R.I.P. Jared Van not Jared Vanderbilt. He went to Vanderbilt. Uh Aaron, Aaron e. Smith. Smith. <laughs> I don't know why I said I said Jared Vanderbilt. Not a three point shooter if anybody was wondering. Yeah. But anyway. So we'll do a whole thing on the Celtics and on all that shenanigans, but this is not what this is about. Shout out to the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. You never got your true victory lap. You kind of did a little bit. Yeah. I just feel like like a juggernaut. Yeah, they are. I I feel like I, I always try Like I always attempt one, but I'm never quite satisfied with it. Um, I just need to need to get a good one, I guess, but we'll get one in three games. We'll give you just a full, you just you just run wild and yeah. say what you want, and it'll be glorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's looking good. I mean, I've this is the past two series now. Like, I didn't outwardly post anything or like you know do anything public of saying what my prediction was for this series or last series. But um, somebody asked me, "Dang it!" Every time I say series now, my Siri on my laptop goes crazy. I oh. Don't know how to turn that off. Anyways, um, the uh, okay, so the Western Conference Finals and the Finals. Somebody asked me going into the Western Conference Finals how I felt about going against the Lakers, and I said honestly, we should sweep this series. I don't know if that will happen, but uh, that's what I feel like should happen, and that is what ended up happening. Going into this one, I had a, a similar feeling. I, I'm still not saying that we will sweep. But I feel like a four or five game series is more likely to me than a six or seven. That's for sure. I'm glad that things are looking the way that I thought, you know, because the heat kind of scare me with how they've proved everybody wrong every single round so far. But I also am like, how? How can they pull this off if, like, there's no way. Like, Jokic is just too big. Everybody's too big for, for this heat team. I think KCP is really the only guy on our team that's like guarding somebody bigger than him in Max Drews. So, and Christian Brown got in there and was, was guarding Jimmy. I liked seeing that. Which that was something interesting that I saw uh, because you posted some stuff in the Nuggets subreddit um, and people were looking at it anyway, but I, so I started looking at the Nuggets subreddit more than I ever have. And I saw somebody be like, does Christian Brown get used more in this series just because of like what he does? Mm-hmm. And then game one, it looks like that person's a wizard. Yeah. I don't remember true. who it was. And, but no, it was just because Christian Brown's lack of usage has been something that's plagued you emotionally um, <laughs> for the past, what? They went 82 plus six plus four or plus five plus six plus four. Whatever the math on that one is, uh, that's how many games it's plagued you of like the lack of use of Christian Brown. Yeah, there, Maybe there's a couple games, there's but. a couple stretches where I was upset about him not playing, but for the most part Michael Moans had him in his rotation. The, we took him out at the beginning of the Lakers series, I, I want to say. I, I'm pretty sure he made it all the way through the Sun series. Like he was he played every single game as one of our eight rotation guys this whole postseason up until the Lakers series game 1, I think. Um he went in and within like a minute he had one like mistake in a rotation defensively. Like I, I think like LeBron slipped to the rim for an open layup or something like that. And then he got pulled, he got taken out and he never got back in the rest of the series. Um, but yeah, so, but that's kind of like a Michael Malone thing with young guys. He, they have very, very short leashes. 
you know, hence my, my, uh, like what you just said was, would be a better descriptor of how I felt about Michael Porter Jr. Early on. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and we, we've seen that continue into this season a little bit, um, which I don't know if the order of things we want to go in, but that's, this is a perfect segue. Yeah. Um, so Michael Porter Jr. I said last episode or a couple episodes ago that I still don't like how he's like the fall guy when we need to switch to a defensive lineup, like we're not getting good stops or whatever. And in and, and crunch time, Michael Malone decides to switch to go all defense or as much defense as possible, like within reason while still keeping your, your offensive, offensive guys in there. And he takes out Michael Porter Jr. and puts in Bruce Brown. And leaves in Jamal Murray was the big it, thing that you were And like. leaves in Jamal Murray. And it's like, I mean, Bruce Brown is a good defensive player, but he doesn't he doesn't cover the same type of things on our on the team that that Michael Porter Jr. does. It's like Bruce Brown doesn't have a seven foot wingspan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the cut and dry of it. And one thing I think that was interesting to me, and you talked about that he's like a, a net positive defender. One mm-hmm. thing that I I mean, I don't think that he's into the level of this all-star superstar yet. But one thing that I found interesting is you can tell he's trying more on the defensive side, especially game one, because he struggled offensively. Mm -hmm. And like, not that that's a bad, but it's because he was like, probably he was working hard on the defensive end to take away passing lanes and not let, I think he was a huge part of that Gabe Vincent, not because he was directly on him, but the Gabe Vincent, Max Struess and, um, Nevada Wolfpack legend Caleb Martin Caleb struggling. Martin. Mm. Um, I think that like him just being a presence around the like he was a big part of them all struggling from deep from anywhere because he just that length was everywhere. Yeah, like and mm-hmm. I was like, this can... is not the Michael Porter Jr. that I thought I was going to be watching. This is mm-hmm. wild. Just yep. because it's like he saw that I don't know if he saw that Jokic and Murray were cooking or if he just got told hey we really need the defense on these off ball guys we can't let them kill us but he was like on the zone defensively it hurt his offense but if you're going to do that on the defensive end who cares Mm -hmm. like yeah he was huge Mm -hmm. yeah and uh I'm not worried about him offensively like no you should not be that's, yeah, that's not what I meant from that one at all yeah he's gonna get he's gonna catch fire in a couple of these games and hit a lot of threes so I'm not I'm not too worried about that. But yeah, defensively, man, like this postseason and really throughout this entire season, I, I've been saying it because of this new system that that the Nuggets have been running. I say new, but like like we've we've run it in the past. They finally but, have the right personnel to do it as a whole unit. Yeah, what I think the, the pieces are healthy. Yeah, and the main thing is that it's like we've actually very consistently used it. Like in the past, we only used it when we had to. So in that Warriors series, you know, it was really tough because the way that Michael Malone typically, like by default, likes to run our defense is having Jokic in the drop. And then, so we're playing against the Golden State Warriors and Jordan Poole, that series at least, was like a second Steph Curry. So we had two on-ball guys that were, you know, running pick and rolls that could just shoot the lights out uh, while pulling up. And it was like we're this is gonna we're gonna die <laughs> like we, we can't do this so that's when we switch to a thing that we have used before but never for like long stretches and never in the playoffs and that was having Jokic up at the level of the screen like containing the ball hedging on the screen and then having the low guy which usually is Porter sometimes it's Jeff Green sometimes it's Aaron like one of those guys comes over to tag 
the roll and protect the rim. And then Jokic will just rotate over to whoever that guy left on the, on the wing. And that was really hard to execute as a, just a whole team, like communication wise, just on the spot in the playoffs against one of the best teams in the world. And yeah, so it didn't, it didn't do so well, but this year I loved that we were using that from the get go, like almost against like, if there was any sort of reasonable doubt, like it's like, Oh, this guy that's running pick and rolls against us. Can he shoot? Sometimes like he, yes. So let's just do it anyways. You know, instead of the default being the other way around, like there was a few matchups like against Shea, you know, for example, and regular season, Jimmy Butler, who doesn't catch fire from three, Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't shoot 47% from the three point line or whatever crazy numbers Mm -hmm. that or Russell Westbrook, you know, something like that. We, we run the drop against them. But other than that, it's always Jokic up at the level. And so Michael Porter Jr. has had to learn that system this whole year. And he's been doing really good at it. I, honestly, I think he's the best player on our team at that. At the just the concept of moving over to meet somebody at the rim. Like he's really long. He's like sneaky athletic. I know like he doesn't look super mobile all the time because of his back surgeries. Like he's pretty stiff. But I feel like he's still got that vertical pop. You know, um, I mean, the, one of the most entertaining plays of that entire game one was that uh, looked like it wasn't just a super missed floater by Boost Brown, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say yeah. it was an on purpose off the glass oop. Um, <laughs> uh, but he just went up and he just was like floating and then threw it down. And that was kind of like a, a punch because it was early. I think that was like the first time the Nuggets got up by double digits or close. Like it was mm. it was early enough that it was like a, just a punch near the end of the first quarter. And you're like, this could, this could snowball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get, cause it was Bruce Brown that I don't know what the shot was. I'm going to hope it was a pass and it wasn't a shot. No, it, it was, was definitely a shot. Yeah. He, um, he does that a lot. Like he's usually pretty, pretty good at those floaters, but mm-hmm. sometimes they're, yeah. If it's, if it's, it all, looks ugly. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. was there. Hustle guy, Michael Porter Jr. For the, that's a sentence I never thought I would have said when he came out of Missouri. Hustle, mm-hmm. hustle man, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. But, Yeah, I I think he's the most underappreciated guy in terms of like, you know, talking about guys this year that have bought into the roles, you know, sacrificed a lot of their usage and stuff like that. Like he's Malcolm Brogdon. Okay, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon would be up there too. (laughs) He got a a six man of the year. Exactly. He got recognized for it. I think Porter, like he, he just fits exactly what we need him to do. He's basically turned into a three and D player, which is not at all what he was touted as coming into the league. You know, he's supposed to be a one-on-one score, but yeah. So I love that. Um, and yeah, there, so Porter on defense, just overall, I think he's a positive this year. I'll just leave it at that. So there's your flowers, Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Good job. Proud of you. <laughs> so I told Logan, I was going to come into this podcast with a little bit of heat, a little bit of, a little bit of teenage angst. And a lot of it, is because of this poverty franchise known as the Denver Nuggets feeling like they are underappreciated by everyone ever and no one gives them any love. So now that the national media has finally watched one of your games, (laughs) people stop complaining. I'm just kidding. I'm not, but I am a little bit. So I'm not a Nuggets person. I've always Mm -hmm. appreciated Jokic from afar. Like I've like Logan's like known me for, I've never been like a, that guy's going to suck. I've just been like, yeah, Jokic, that's entertaining. And especially as he's grown, I'm like, that's dope. Um, 
just like skinny Jokic, the old fat Jokic of like 350 pound Jokic, then evolving into crazy skinny. Then he bloomed up a little bit. Now I think he's a healthy in the middle between the two. Where he's <laughs> still got the mass. But anyway, um, it's I, I guess I don't obviously like when you're the fan of a team, like whenever ESPN or the bald loser Michael Wilbon or Desmond Howard throws shade at Nebraska in any way, shape, or form because they wanted to play football in 2020, I get like genuine anger rising up inside of me. So I get it to a certain extent, but I don't necessarily feel the Nuggets hate from the national media as a, a self-proclaimed big market stand, apparently, is what I am exclusively. I only pay attention to big markets. Um mm-hmm. So what 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 do I what am I missing? I guess when it comes to how the national media quote unquote covers the Nuggets now that, yeah. now that they've won Game One seriously, Jokic has, as I so poetically put earlier, looked across the bracket and told Joel Embiid to suck it. Yeah, I just I don't understand like what were they doing that was just robbing the Nuggets as a small market team from the coverage they deserve. Yeah, I think. Okay, so I wouldn't say that I think they're hating on the Nuggets. Like, if what you're looking for is people from ESPN like saying things that are mean about the Nuggets, I I don't know if that's what people are talking about. I think it's more so the just like dismissing, like not not taking the Nuggets like a, as a serious contender that they've shown to be. Okay. If you if you watch the Nuggets throughout this entire season, they should have been considered the best team in the West. Like this entire not a like, question. Yeah. And okay. But I also don't, I like listen to like people that I think are high on, not high on the nuggets, but like Kevin O'Connor, we've talked about him a lot. Weird super villain arc this year, which we mm-hmm. talked about off the air, but like, I guess, so I don't enjoy ingest the straight national media thing. Like I don't watch ESPN regularly. I don't watch, I guess I watch Colin Cowherd show, but I don't go there for the basketball takes. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess if, if, yeah, so I don't know exactly what the national media was doing. Even the ringer to a certain extent, like there's some Jokic like stands at the ringer, the people that watch a lot of nuggets, but there are some people that I was like, like, uh, Van Lathan, uh, Sirit Sohi, uh, a few other people, even Kevin O'Connor. I mean, he picked the Lakers to win the Western conference finals. I think he picked the Suns against the nuggets also. Well, this is also – that's not normal him. He's been abducted. Yeah. Kevin, if you need help, call us. I don't know what happened. <laughs> the next thing he's going to tell us is he's like he doesn't love Killian Hayes anymore. I, just, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's been weird. This whole year he's just been – not like the takes aren't bad, but usually – I would think you've even said like usually you're step for step. Like yeah. when it comes to takes, you'll stand back to back with man and fight hordes. But uh-huh. this year he's just been missing for me personally. Yeah, he really has, especially with talking about Jokic and also the Grizzlies. Like, I mean, he's he's kind of right on the Grizzlies this year, but he also he's like it's who you are, who you hang around. Vernon yeah, it's just it just just poisoning him, not in a bad way, just poisoning him, just just injecting whoop that trick into his veins. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I think. So I guess what I mean by that is the when him and Verno have been talking this year, he's just been way more like he'll just say something like, oh, I can't wait to see the the Grizzlies lose, like get swept in the first round or, you know, something like that. Or he'll make a comment about how De'Aaron Fox is the far superior point guard to John Morant. Like he's, he was saying stuff like that throughout the season. 
and like Verno would not react to what he was saying. And then like, as soon as KOC had a chance to talk again, he would just repeat it. Like he just like kept saying things over and over trying to get Verno to react. It was like so things that KOC just does not do normally. He was just doing it. Was, it was kind of weird, but anyways, oh, so that was kind of a tangent. What, what, what team does he play for? The I'm sorry. I'm only, a, I'm only, I'm only a big market guy. I've never uh, paid attention to any of the small markets. <laughs> that's the only comment that actually almost got under my skin that's yeah. out of all of the ones saying i sniff glue and i eat paint chips and that i i don't know anything about basketball or i'm a expletive idiot mm -hmm. the only one that got me was this is just some small market it wasn't even mean it just was just like, a guy <laughs> like it's just it's just a guy that only pay he's a he's a big market stand, stand like, yeah and I, I like i said to you i i think I think where that guy's coming from is he probably because I'm posting the Nuggets Reddit. I have a Nuggets sign on my wall behind me. He probably thinks that I'm from Denver, and therefore you are. Pro well, you weren't wearing that hat in that clip. No, okay, but I was like, but, I wear this hat all the time. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he he probably he might have thought that you also were at least from around Denver, like you should be a Denver fan, but you're not, and that's a pretty reasonable thing to to assume because, like we said. Nuggets have historically been a poverty franchise, so a lot of people who should be in the Nuggets market are fans of other teams. Yeah. So, and lots of those people tend to be Celtics and Lakers and Warriors fans, as they do all over the country. Um, but Bulls, hey, too, I guess. But You're about to get an influx of about 17 million fat 12-year-olds that are going to be Nuggets fans. <laughs> Nuggets fans, like, yeah. I am big honey. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for the influx of, like, just big honey t-shirts and like it'll just be like a bunch of tubby kids yeah <laughs> modeling their game after Jokic. if we see more Jokic's come to the league i think that's healthy for basketball i yeah. think more curries wasn't necessarily healthy uh -huh. like necessarily like it just changed what people worked on but Jokic is just like if we just get like a million facilitators with one guy on every team that is just a cold-blooded killer but everyone else just is like I like to facilitate. I love horses. Mm -hmm. The NBA will be good for many years yeah. to come. And we to got, be honest, kind of on, oh, go I don't think we'll we'll see another Jokic. But no, the people, same way I we guess, won't see another LeBron. The same yeah. way we won't see a, another true Michael Jordan. Kobe got pretty close. Illegitimate. Some Jimmy Butler has moments, but um, <laughs> there's. Yeah. Have you seen the? Somebody did the math that Michael Jordan played in Dallas for like a two game series nine months before Jimmy Butler was born. Was it Dallas or Houston? One of the two. I don't. I think it was Dallas. I thought it was Fort Worth. I thought that's where the the Jimmy buckets uh, resided previously. No, but he's from know. he's from Houston, Tomball, then, Texas. Then it must have been Houston. Anyway, nine months before there was like a two game series, or like mm -hmm. a, a back to back where they played the same team, and it was nine months before Jimmy Butler was born. Yeah, I don't think he's met his dad. I I think that he doesn't true. know his dad from what I understand. But his dad is named Jimmy Butler. Like he's named after him. Maybe Michael Jordan has an alias. <laughs> well, okay. I think there's a human out there that her, his mom attributes his life to. It might not be true. Oh, you, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, he does have a, a guy who. What if Jimmy Butler's like a six foot three white guy? <laughs> <laughs> what if... Yeah, I don't know what he looks like. But... like that's hilarious. Anyway, doesn't matter. But my point is there's some just people that we will never see again. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we probably won't see 
the level of like Steph Curry, Steph Curryness again. Maybe him, but like there's just guys we won't see again. Mm-hmm. LeBron's yeah, frame no, with sure. LeBron's skill set, Jokic's frame and build with his demeanor, I think is what keeps Jokic so yeah, just see, pure. That's the thing. I think that that might be the thing that people can replicate or at least draw from to a degree. But the thing I think that is just unt- like you can't be him is his like natural ability to just throw people like he reads the game so fast how his brain yeah and and the the way he can just he can just uh like kevin o'connor he's mentioned this before going back to him he said that he interviewed Jokic like five years ago asked him uh do you practice some of those crazy passes that you throw and he was like no i've I've never practiced passing before it's just i i look and the ball goes where i want it where i want it to Okay, actually, uh, he's Magneto, but it's rubber instead of metal. Yeah. He's just not telling anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just has this natural ability to to pass a basketball that just, I don't know if many. It's, you know, it's a gene that I feel like few people have had, like the Larry Birds and the Magic Johnsons and that type so of thing. So in what, 15 years, Jokic's daughter will just run the WNBA? <laughs> if it's genetic. Yeah, could be. Honestly, but is the NBA just going to turn into like Serbians and um, Balkan people, Yugoslavia? It, yeah, and the, we also can't forget. Um, I don't want to say the wrong country because that'll get me. in. Who is the player? Olajuwon. Giannis is also kind Nigeria. Of from there. Is in Nigeria. I couldn't remember yep. if it was and Ka- beat is Cameroon. Yep, which is right next to Nigeria. They border. That, each it'll other. be that, and then and then Serbia. That area. That'll be the entire NBA. <laughs> the the yeah. only role that American white guys will play will be the uh, hustle guys off the uh, bench. Hustle guys. Yeah. Uh, man, I need to find that video again. So I know. saw it on TikTok also after you it's, shared it on Instagram. It's a funny... Anyway, we're talking about a song where a guy like wrote a song about like American white guy. Yeah. Basketball you you can probably find it just by searching that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. It's, anyway, it's a good we've watch. got off on a tangent. Um, Several. But that's just how we roll here mm-hmm. at the... Uh, I almost said next man up podcast on the Hoop Theory <laughs> podcast. Oh, another tangent. Have you? I saw there's a YouTube channel that started like six months ago that's actually doing really well. It has like 20 something thousand subscribers called the next man up. And they oh, do hockey stuff. A, oh, no, the next man up that I've seen is like a, a it's or maybe it's. I think it's next man up, but it's a a guy that played tight end at Penn State. Was he before we were did our podcast though? No. Oh, it says na- our podcast didn't didn't count. Well, like, no, I'm we saying talk- I'm saying that there were when we made that podcast there were a f- several out there that were small, like but there was no nothing notable, you know, like no there was no like notable next man ups out there when we started our, and we weren't either. I'm just saying, no, like, yeah. <laughs> um. um but anyways, I yeah, I was just saying that I saw on YouTube there's a channel Next Man Up that uh, started since this, we have become Hoop Theory, and, and that was uh, a hockey one. But there's yeah. a there's a I can't think of his name. He doesn't play football anymore because I think he got cancer and then tried to play football again. I'm pretty sure he was at Penn State tight end Ryan something. Is his name Ryan? Penn State tight end. It's next up. And it is Adam Brenman. Brenneman. Okay. Next um, up. But it is it's next up with Adam Brenneman. So that's what 
I thought you were referring to, but I saw that there was also a hockey one that's next man up, which is way more um, fitting because there's like, what, three three um, lines? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of rotation players, yeah, for hockey. In hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're like goaded with the sauce or a goalie, you're like just constantly rotating. Mm-hmm. I've gotten really into uh, the National Lacrosse League. This can be a not podcast conversation. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Nuggets are victims. Yes. We were talking about that. Nuggets fans are victims. I don't know if we wrap that up at all, but. Um, That's also in like a half joking. I just have never understood. But also, if you're not looking for it, you don't see the disrespect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the big thing. Um, and maybe, and maybe that's where I'm just like. But yeah, it was just like the way that I guess the way that uh, I see people reacting to Jokic this year, it it makes me happy on one hand, but also kind of mad at the same time. With, especially with like the teams when they when they say like, I saw some comments earlier. I think it was on Twitter about somebody saying. Um, Oh man, the Nuggets just built a really good team. You know, uh, I, they just work really well or something like that. I'm like, this should, I mean, we should have been this for two years now. Like, it just makes me mad because it's like people should have seen this a while ago. It's just. I will counter playing the devil's advocate and say that Jokic has always been an elite, really, really good player. But in the past year or two, not that you wouldn't have been close, he's jumped up a level. We're like, if games demand... I'm talking about the past, his MVP two, her his two MVP years. I would argue his first MVP year, I don't know if it would have happened. I to feel the like, same level. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying we for sure would have been in the finals. But, okay, this guy, you know, we, we talk about this, the playoff success thing. Um, and how, you know, people people talk, it's just stupid. That's another thing about the national media of how people were talking about Jokic as if he's not one, like he's had bad playoff performance, bad playoff success. Which he never has. He never has. And his team really, it's like. They're um, doing outmanned or outgunned. Yeah, exactly. But even with that, even given that stretch over, so like half of his playoff career has been destroyed by injuries on his, on his team he still has made more conference finals than he has lost in the first round. Okay, I'm tracking. My brain had a uh, stroke there, but I figured it out. The Nuggets have lost in the first round once. And he's like, there's tons, there's tons of teams that don't make conference finals. Yeah. There's tons of teams that don't, don't win playoff rounds. And like, if you win a playoff round, you're usually a, a really good team, you know? And we did that in one in that year without Jamal and and I mean Porter was playing that year, but he but was he wasn't he was doing nothing. <laughs> he could barely move. Yeah, that was. And then when we ran into like an actual championship caliber team, they just had that you know that difference was just shown through those four games. That's why we lost in a sweep to to Phoenix. But um, anyways, yeah, I, I I guess I feel like the way people react to the Nuggets just shows like this level of they completely are surprised. Like a lot of people, it seems like they're surprised. And that's what bothers me is people being surprised. Like on ESPN, Kendrick Perkins talking about how uh, like nobody was expecting the the Nuggets to make the finals. 
It's just like, why? Why were you not? (laughs) I was so disconnected, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because I texted you as soon as the Bucks lost, I would have felt good as my chances as a Nuggets fan. The second the Bucks Mm -hmm. went down. Yeah. Because Giannis is like an anomaly that you can't, you, 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 you alone can't solve. Like, it's hard to... Yeah, and, and we've talked about... body has betrayed him more than other teams have stopped him. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, but honestly, we've talked about this before. I, I was slightly... I wouldn't say definitely more, but I, I feel like I was slightly more afraid of the Celtics than I was the Bucks, just because I feel like we match up pretty decently against the Bucks. But... My but my thing with the Celtics is Jokic is the way the Celtics beat Jokic is you you beat us you score, no mm-hmm. one else the passing lanes will be gone, you one on one against Al Horford or Robert Williams III or for some stupid reason Marcus Smart, cook us and yeah. you have to score sixty a game to beat and then Jokic figured out how to beat that against whoever tries to do it to him and I mm-hmm. think that's the thing is. And we can also go into after this, get back into the finals on how the defense of the Nuggets just like reverse Uno card what teams used to do Jokic, but instead mm. of making their best player do it, they made Bam Adebayo the guy that beat him. Um, fun fact, he didn't. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that like watching how the Celtics played the Nuggets this year, if you take last year's Celtics and this year's Nuggets, I think that's a knockdown drag out fight type of series but like i don't know i this year just watching Jokic this year it's clicked in his brain he knows how to like yeah attack a team that wants him to attack to beat them because mm-hmm. he yeah. does it to a point where he scores quickly or whatever he does and then the one passing lane he thinks and the ball goes where he wants it to and his guy's got a a, a three or whatever it is he's moved past that like he cooks teams so bad they don't just want to let him do that and try to slow down everybody else like teams used to because that was the way to stop the Nuggets previously. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's what the Suns did to him. Uh, did to him when in they, uh, Game Four, and when he scored fifty three, and we we still lost. Yeah, so I like I guess the other key or other part of it is like I agree with you that you know that's like the crux of what the game plan is that you're you're forcing Jokic to score. And uh, he just has this natural like reluctance to do that. And he's kind of cracked into that, gotten more like he, he'll he go to it earlier when he recognizes it now. Um, but the other thing is the other detail that I think that that separates the Celtics from everybody else trying to copy them is the Celtics are so good at defending entry passes, like, you know, post entry oh. passes to, uh, to get him the ball where he needs it. Um, and also, that like couple that with the nuggets don't have like a point guard like jamal is probably the best entry pass thrower on our team um and he i don't think he played one of the celtics games this year uh it, and I, I know he played the, the one we won no because i'm gonna be wrong but i'm almost positive he played the one that was in denver yeah um when they just on new year's it. day yeah on new year's day or new yeah but the one back in november um where the Celtics destroyed the Nuggets. I, I don't think Jamal was playing that game. They also shot like out of, I remember that's because I don't, I didn't rub, I rub in every time the Celtics played the Sixers. I didn't rub that one in because the Celtics shot like, I think it was like 60% from three. Yeah, for it no was pretty, reason. pretty crazy. It was just, it was like this un, not my team's better than yours and we outwilled you. It just was like, 
basketball Jesus decided that uh, Denver was going home with an L that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all, all the things that I love about Bruce Brown, you know, I gave him his flowers last episode. Uh, one of the things that he is just the worst at is throwing entry passes. Like he cannot, he cannot enter the ball to Jokic in the post. He like is so bad. <laughs> He'll like either overthrow him out of bounds or like throw him a bounce pass that is so low that it'll bounce up to like only his shins. And, you know, he has like Marcus Smart on his back pushing him while he bends over to try to catch that, you know, that type of stuff. Like that's the Celtics just annoy me like with the stuff like that. Like it's just they're so aggravating with how they they just don't let him get the ball. They're swarming him all over the place. Yeah. And then the thing for me that's always confusing is like the the defense took his back seat in the Joe Missoula regime for sure, which I don't love because if you go back to last and the last season's episodes, I just, I love the defensive side. The, the way the Celtics played defense was like, this is awesome. Every mm-hmm. dude is like active on defense at the bare minimum. Like there's not a, a net negative defender out there on the court. Jalen Brown off ball, not exactly net positive, but on yeah. ball, it super makes up for it. Or at mm-hmm. least it, you, it did it for a to. long time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that took a backseat this year. And I think that was ultimately like the biggest downfall is – the fact that we just defense took a back seat. Mm-hmm. I would have rather been a, th- a four seed coming into this playoffs or a whatever, whatever seed you want to give us and yeah. not have that crazy regular season. Mm-hmm. If it means that we just, our offense is like not so reliant on the three pointer. Anyway, this is going to be, there's going to be a whole Celtics sadness episode, but that um, won't be this episode. Then it you want to do that be. after the season. Is that what we're doing? No, I just want to give the Nuggets time to get their flowers. We don't have a ton of time here today as we're kind of fitting it in. So there's not two weeks without people hearing uh, yeah, about this series. Um, big market Stan and uh, Nuggets legend. <laughs> and so big market um, Stan. Is that just your new name on the podcast? Is that I think I'm going to get a tattoo. Okay. Just across my neck. Big market. Big market guy. Stan. Yeah. That was the other thing he, you got mad about the Celtics, the usage of the word big market, which I understand because Boston isn't like this Mecca, you know? And this is, okay, this is only in basketball. I've never understood this thing where Boston gets called this big market. I'm like, Boston's not that, like, it's got like a... a, It's more of just a big brand than, you know? And I understand that now because you, like, people are like, you didn't know what big market meant? I was confused (laughs) because I'm like, it's not LA. It's not an LA. Yeah. the The city of Boston itself. It's yeah, not would, an LA. It's not a New York. It's not a Miami. It's it, but the brand of the Boston Celtics because they're not a poverty franchise like the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Clip that, you small market stand. <laughs> I'm um, not even offended by that, by the way, because it's true. The Den, well, the Nuggets, but have there's sucked. been bright spots that <laughs> yeah. Nuggets fans forget about, like Alex English. If Michael Jordan didn't exist. One of the most entertaining shooting guards in the 80s, into the 90s. And then mm-hmm. you had, uh, oh. Um, uh, David Thompson? No, no, he, he had a. Um, Dan Issel? His name changed. He won. Nene? He went, no, it's. Birdman. Rah, hoorah. Oh. Uh, uh, in the 90s. Uh, um, yeah. Chris Jackson is his real name. No, it was old, Chris Jackson. Tr- and Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Raouf. No, because my favorite part is with Mahom. I can't. I struggle Mahmoud. with the first name. Mahmoud Abdul Rahouf. Yeah, Rahouf. If you flip two of them or make one of them Muhammad, it's like a leader of the Taliban. What? 
Like there's a leader of the Taliban <laughs> whose name is like Muhammad Abdul Rahouf or something oh, like that. Okay. That's a totally unrelated note. But I thought you I were like talking. To, okay. <laughs> I had had a previous conversation about this. Chris Jackson is what I formerly knew him. Bucket, straight walking bucket. But he was, yep. he was like the lull in between Alex English and um, I got a cookie. So there's this place. Got a cookie, is that what you said? That does these cherry Kool-Aid cookies. Why? They're so good. Cherry Kool-Aid. Can we cut out this part? The part. People can know. Because you, you don't want people to know that you live in. I don't care. It's just weird to me a little bit. Oh. Okay. Um, the reason it's weird to me is. because it's small. Had somebody follow me. What do you mean? Like in real life? I think so. Well, it was in real life for sure. I think they were following me because I took, I like got out and then somebody like talked to me because I was talking to somebody. So they heard me and then the thing came up. So then I start driving home and then they're like, they're, they're whatever. I take a main road to get home. So I didn't think anything, but then I turned on and they followed me. Then I turned on and they followed me. And then I just was like, this is kind of weird. So I turned again, followed me again. And I took this crazy random jigsaw and then stopped at a park. Because it weirded me out. And once so I went were, to the park, they kept driving. And it was because you you had, you had were already talking to them? You talked to them already? Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. I was talking to them about, like, it was just weird to me. Hmm. Maybe I forgot something and they were trying to be nice, but they were just giving it to me at the park. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Um, that was, oh, yeah. sorry, that's more work for the you. The bridge, you were saying the bridge from uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf to or yeah mahmoud abdul roof was the bridge yeah no but he was the bridge from alex english into mellow like the mellowish era yeah um yeah i mean the mahmoud abdul raouf era also is kind of the dikembe mutombo era as well at the same time and but before uh before alex english david thompson he's probably Mm -hmm. like the cultural goat of the of the nuggets like all the all like, old head nuggets fans like he's like it you know um that's interesting so nuggets fan look at david thompson because i look at alex english as the best nugget i don't know if they would say Going he's better change. than alex english but oh, it's like an alan like, iverson type of thing you know like, like alan iverson convers like he gets brought up in the goat of like basketball culture you know more so than oh, like the actual player yeah goat because he was Good, but he wasn't like Michael Jordan. <laughs> no. Yeah. Also, um, this hasn't gotten brought up either. The Nuggets don't retire Mellow's fifteen. I think they right? do. I think they retire them together. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think they should. I mean, it was. I think that was petty. It was. I mean, what Carmelo did was petty. I understand that, but Nuggets, like, you don't see a team, any team, like, the way LaMarcus left uh, Portland was not, it was, that was, like, a similar thing, and and LaMarcus is even lower of a caliber a player than, than prime Carmelo was, and Four Portland ten. doesn't let anybody use, you know, jersey number 12, like, still, nobody can wear 12. And they gave out... They'll give him a proper retirement, because they haven't actually retired it yet. No. Technically, I don't think. They haven't yeah. retired Brandon Roy's either, but they don't let anywhere anybody take seven. 
and he was only there for like two or three years. Really, so you think that they should have told Jokic beat rocks Serbia? And the thing is, Jokic wasn't even the first guy they gave fifteen to after Carmelo. Did left. they give it to somebody like right after he left? Yeah, they gave it to uh, Anthony Randolph. Was who it was? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh wow! So mm-hmm. they they've earned this dilemma. The front office of the Denver Nuggets has yeah, earned like they couldn't this. they couldn't wait to hand it out to somebody like. <laughs> That's crazy. Exactly. So yeah, no, they earned the uh, the the strife that they're going to have to think about and deal with. My other buddy that's a Nuggets fan doesn't think that they'll retire Mellows. I I feel like it's not that big. It, it wouldn't be that if part of two, a situation. Okay. You if can just have a player, fifteen Anthony and a fifteen Jokic up in the. You know who's going to care? No, and I think that it would be a problem if it was two Carmelo Anthony's personality. But since one of them is Jokic, he's not going to care. Wait, wait, what? If you had two people with the person, like the, okay, let's say that Paul Pierce. Oh, I see what you're saying. Somebody the same caliber as Mello. Personality, though, because I think when it's all said and done, is Jokic not going to be a better player than Carmelo Anthony? Is he already there? Well, he's already there. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I'm the biggest Carmelo fan, like of all time. Irrationally so. You still follow Syracuse, which is wild. Those wins don't (laughs) even count. Um, Well, Carmelo's did. But I Fab, Me- Fab Mello, no, Fab Mellows didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. The I other Mellow. First in my orange men's basketball. <laughs> it was um, just like a two decades later or decade and a half. I, I thought they vacated his title. No, oh, no, no, no. That, they okay. didn't cheat. They didn't cheat. Well, Mello, there was the, what they, they got busted for. Let's be careful. They didn't well, get caught. Okay. We don't, there's no proof that they did anything back then. The only thing that they got caught for was. Fab Mello was failing. He had like a 1.1 GPA or whatever, <laughs> and he was still playing. That's hilarious. But anyway, yeah. um, also, what a guy to do that for. In the hindsight, like the history <laughs> of, of basketball. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I've just – but if Jokic wasn't this, for lack of a better term, I don't care – like, if they asked him, hey, how do you feel? His answer would be, I don't care. Carmelo yeah. is a great player. Uh-huh. I'm glad he got his flowers. Mm-hmm. That'll be, like, verbatim his answer. Yeah. The same yeah. way he did with Joel Embiid. Joel, don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just told the national media – or, sorry, only the local media because national media doesn't care about the Nuggets. Um, he just told the media – don't be mean to Joel. He's a good player. <laughs> well, he's yeah. He said, "I think people are just being mean when they're talking about uh, a Joel not deserving his MVP. I think he deserved the MVP." <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, to I guess I don't know where you're bringing us back to because I don't oh, remember. Um, um, oh. We've ignored the Miami Heat this entire time. They've just slid under the radar. Yeah, but I don't know if I was in the process of answering a prompt that you gave me and if we've wrapped that up or not. Uh, With the... Poverty uh, program. Yeah, you were were in the middle of talking about your market stuff, I guess. Oh, no, I pretty much wrapped it up. I I just didn't understand. But I get the Boston's a big brand, but Boston as a market isn't this like giga ginormous yeah yeah and i understand that because i think most people when they do say market they do mean what you're talking about like the actual the hypothetical 
fan base around the city that you're based in. You know, Which that type that, of thing. Like, and that's a little different because Boston gets pretty much everything that's not New York in the Northeast. Yeah, they get like, all New England. Yeah. yeah because, I mean, it's the New England Patriots, I get. But also, like, unless you live in New York, most people don't like New York. And so, like, the Patriots or the Celtics or the whoever are the balls as that legendary video. They're going to win because Boston's the balls. That's a great video. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing, like, Connecticut and Rhode Island and all them, they're probably Boston. Boston yeah. Main red brother. <laughs> yeah, main. The Nuggets. You know where the Nuggets G League team is? Is it Rapid City? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, would, that would be awesome if it was Rapid City, like Michigan or not Michigan, uh, South Dakota. Yeah, that would be also triple stupid. But yeah, yeah. like in terms of logistics, that's dumb. I don't know why I said. That, well, it would be it would be actually close to Denver. Also, thinking like, about. Grand about Rapids is nowhere close. <laughs> think about close. Just South down the- our road, there was a video that has went on the Sports Center everywhere for those people that watch the national media saying, Who's the real Mello when Mello retired? Oh, yeah. This uh-huh. video was taken in Omaha because if you look, you can see it on the thing, and all these little idiots are wearing Creighton t shirts. Yeah. Just saying, Creighton kids have lower IQ than normal kids because all the Creighton's kids said that the real Mello was lamello ball mm-hmm. what That's to be insane. fair there there were there were a couple kids that said carmelo there were a I, couple none yeah. of them had a creighton blue jay shirt on i can't confirm or i deny can that. I, look, <laughs> okay. I can confirm um there's gonna be one creighton person that listens is like out of nowhere just yeah. a nuggets fan listen to a podcast catch this flack ah <laughs> I don't know if I've ever talked about my hatred of uh, trading before on here. Yeah, we have. When we I'm talked sure. about the ch- the tournament, we did. Also, Kesey's back. Nebraska basketball is oh, rolling. Anyway, yep. um, we can let's get back to the finals. The Denver Nuggets did a very good thing. I've wrapped up my big markets. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Not really. I guess other than like the I was talking about the definition, like market size. To me, when if you call Boston a big market, it makes sense because they're a huge brand, and that essentially is what like the at the end of the day that's what a market is you know yeah and that makes where i thought because i was like denver itself is bigger than boston but the metro area of denver is like a couple million smaller than boston isn't that what we figured out or yeah boston's just in a huge cluster of just a bunch of, of big cities. cities yeah uh-huh. and denver's kind of all by itself well i mean there's so obviously some pretty decent sized suburbs but it's nowhere close to like an east coast metropolis yeah um but yeah anyway i think that's all i've got for that um but i just want to give the flowers to the denver defense or maybe it's mike malone i'm going to be interested watching game two what are the uh, miami heat going to do against the jamal murray Jokic pick and roll i expect spolstra to cook something up Mm -hmm. because that's why they lost they couldn't stop that at all yeah, that's why everybody's lost to the Nuggets <laughs> so but far. No, no one else has had Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never that's... been coach of the year. That will never not blow my mind. Yeah. I w- okay, this brings up a different conversation that I'd love to get into sometime uh, about the coach of the year, like the way we award it or the way we think it's, about the criteria for it no, is who, weird. Who was the big jump? Who was the yeah. big like, like, who were you not expecting to be good? And it's It's not like, oh, yeah, who did a – like Mike Brown, it, you know, yeah. it was like nobody was expecting him to make that big of a difference. And then he did. So that's why he gets the award. 
you know, it, it's different than we treat every other, you know, we don't treat the MVP as in like the most the valuable most, or the most improved player. You know what I mean? Well, I also think that we true treat MVP wrong sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we, we can have this discussion about and all these awards. The 76ers are a better team than the Denver Nuggets. If you take away Jokic and Embiid. Mm-hmm. Period. Like you, you put, I'm trying to think you like, DeAndre Jordan. That's not who the Nuggets backup center is, but my brain's just... He is when we we don't have Jokic. Like, he's he doesn't back up Jokic, but if oh. Jokic isn't playing, we start DeAndre. Okay, then, so, yeah, is is Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and DeAndre Jordan... Jeff Green. Jeff, like, he, th- yeah. th- that point proved itself right there. If that's the definition of most valuable to a team, because some people make that say, but it's like, no, it's the most... It's just the best player in the league. They just use weird wording. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. complaining. Because <laughs> then you could argue that the... Should there be a reverse MVP? Like John Morant would win it every year? The LVP? Um, the... I don't know if you could, would say that he's the least valuable player, but if no, no, you're talking not, about no, like the least like, valuable best player. Yes, that if you remove him from his team... It's either a net zero or a better improvement. You, like, you, in order to qualify for this, you have to be actually, at least arguably the best player on your team. Kyrie Irving sweeps that every year. If you remove Kyrie Irving, the <clears> team <throat> never gets worse. That's, I mean, other than the Nets this year, but that you but could they, argue they that was KD. If yeah. KD would have stayed, I don't know if it would have been as... Yeah. Like, because like, but if KD's also what got them all the real pieces... Like the Miles Bridges and the and the uh, Macau Bridges, <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> I am uh, running on fumes to all those listening. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Game two will be interesting. How do you feel like it goes, Logan? Um, the Heat is this the game the Heat steal? Well, to go back to your question, like that you originally asked was which was the uh, two man game stopping the two man yeah, game. Sorry. That's all right. Um, so I, I feel like the, the Heat kind of cracked something down the stretch. And I hesitate to say cracked because, like, okay, so the reason why the game got close down the stretch, you know, we were up by, like, 20-plus going around going into the fourth quarter, something like that. Um, and it got cut down to, like, seven, I want to say. Um, and I, I feel like the, the reason why is because the Nuggets were taken out of the Jokic and Murray two-man game uh down like in in clutch time basically we weren't we weren't able to go to that anymore because the heat all of a sudden started running this super funky zone that they obviously were avoiding using against Jokic at first like they would use it every time Jokic wasn't on the floor they would switch to this funky zone that they've been going against with the Celtics and get basically against everybody um and but they don't want to do that against Jokic because on on paper, if, when you think about it, who's the number one guy in the league you don't want to run a zone against <laughs> is Nikola Jokic. But I feel like Spolstra had this in his back pocket as like it's something that he feels like he can he might need to resort to at if some they point. Get destroyed by the two man two man game, which every other team has. He just like okay, yeah. we could, we could fall back on this if we need to. Mm-hmm. So um, which yeah, like it's something that you're scared about Jokic being able to solve, but most likely once you pull it out, 
it's going to take it's going to throw the nuggets off the rhythm because they can't keep going to what's been working and now they have to you know search and try to find something that does work and you know, it's going to take a few possessions especially against like the good defenders on the heat for Jokic to figure out you know what what he needs to do um and when you pull that out at the best time possible you know down down the stretch Which of the is game exactly what they did yeah they like felt a little bit of life they said okay and then they did it and it mm-hmm. kind of close wasn't enough because they were down in a pretty deep hole but yeah it, but it, it got it got them within striking distance and then yo it's like right when that happened is when Jokic he you know there's the one play in particular that I was like okay he's got it which was when he got he caught the ball uh you know around the free throw line and just high load it straight down to Aaron Gordon for a dunk um and it was like okay like he's going to destroy this now. And then every play after that, he either was doing that same type of thing, or if Bam played up to him, you know, like he, he was, or, you know, if Bam did play up to him, then he would, he would dish it down to to Aaron Gordon or somebody on the baseline. But if they were ignoring him because they were playing that pass, then he would just score. And I think he had 16 points with like six minutes left in the game, something like that. And he ended up, he ended with 27. So uh, he, well, he took, uh, Three field goal four. He had three field goals in the first half. That's three field goals in the entire first half, mm-hmm. and that's when they looked more dominant. Arguably. Yeah, we were up by seventeen. I want to say at halftime. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, he uh, Jokic. As soon as he cracked the code or cracked that that weird zone, I think he. That's when he put the game away. I'm a little confused at because like the way I feel about it is I don't think there's very many other things you can throw at Jokic that he doesn't already have a counter for, you know? Um, I feel like that's the card that they, they had to play to kind of throw Jokic off and they've already done it in game one. But that, that makes me a little confused. Cause I'm like, why would Eric Spolster do that? You know, I'm still a little scared. Cause I like, would Eric Spolster play his back pocket card in game one? That doesn't make a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering, I like the, you know, it's hard for me to ever count out Spo completely from coming up with something, but to me, just thinking about it, it's like how, what other things can you try? Like, you know what I mean? Um, that Jokic hasn't already seen. So it'll be interesting. Um, they, you know, it's, it's really hard, no matter how good of a coach you are, it's really hard to overcome that, that mismatch in size across every position and let alone Jokic to Bam. Um, Bam did a good job at staying out of foul trouble for the most part. You know, he didn't, he didn't pick up his fourth until like at the very end of the game. Um, So that was better than I expected. Um, And Bam was the only guy, I guess Cody Zeller came in and was, he he was given an effort guarding Jokic, Um, but they just don't have anybody to defend Jokic unless they want to roll Kevin Love out there. But if that happens, I think, the Nuggets offense is going to be Jamal trying to get switches onto Kevin Love every play. Uh, and we'll see that that happen. And Spolstra has shown anytime any other team has started to hunt Kevin Love in this playoff run, he's pulled him out immediately. Uh, he did that in the Celtics series. He did that with the, uh, the Knicks as well. So, um, or no, not the Knicks. Knicks series was where Kevin Love played a lot. Milwaukee is in the Milwaukee series, I want to say. Um, but the other thing is, okay, so you asked game two, how do I feel? I feel good about the Nuggets overall because of those reasons that I listed of like, it feels like there's not much else the Heat can do. And it makes, I, I feel like it's similar 
how everybody was talking about the Lakers after game one of that series, how they're like, oh, I, I'm feeling good about the Lakers because they cracked the code of that, you know, they, they figured out something with Rui on, on Jokic. Um, uh, it was like, you know, that's not going to change this entire series. Um, it's like, this is a similar type of thing. You know, I, I feel like once Jokic has seen it, he's, it's not going to get worse. You know, Jokic isn't going to get worse at playing against that, that type of defense. Um, so feel good about that. Uh, people want to point to the heat, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier, Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent, uh, combining for one of 17. Um, you know, people want to point to that and say, I still feel good about the heat because we were able to still be within striking distance in the stretch with, with those guys having that kind of a game. Um, and I would counter with, you know, everything that I have already said, plus, um, the Nuggets only shot 29% from three that that game in game one. And we've shown throughout the whole season to be one of the best three-point shooting teams by percentage, um, consistently like a 40% three-point shooting team. Uh, so I don't feel bad there. Um, Porter, you know, by himself was like two two of 11 from three. And he he's like a 43% uh, percent shooter. So feel good about that. Um I think there was one other thing. I mean, Jamal had a good game. I don't know if he'll, I feel like he'll have a dud or two this series. He's, he's kind of always due for at least one of, one of those. Um, so I could definitely see the heat winning a game, but I don't know about any more. You don't than think that. it'd be game two. I don't think so. I think the nuggets stay undefeated at home, to be honest. They did a nice job shutting the door. Cause Miami snuck away game one in every series they played. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was a. I think I saw Michael Malone talk about. Uh, oh yeah, pregame talk about that. It was pregame, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was room. it was the post game, but he said it before the game. Like I saw in his post game thing, he's like, "I told the guys." Oh, okay. One in Miami. Okay. Or no, they, I mean they snuck one against. Um, Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, New they York. Snuck one in in the in Madison Square Garden, and then they snuck one in Boston. Uh huh. Yeah. Not, not easy places to do it and they got it done everywhere. So anyway, that's all I had for what I like things I wanted to get out. We kind of went all over the place, but um, well, yeah, I, I feel like it was, it was good though. We covered most things. I'm trying to think if there's any, I mean, Aaron Gordon, we haven't mentioned him bullying or did we, we touched on it, but we didn't really get it like fully in depth dive, but I don't have a ton of time. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that will be the end of this episode for the basketball stuff. If you want to do the game right now. Sure. We'll just do three guys for you, unless you want to give me one and you do two. I don't got like as many. I, yeah. Let's just do three guys for me, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. That's You're works. better at the game anyway. So are you ready? I am ready. Player number one is six foot seven, 230 pounds. Some of the most elite. Kawhi Leonard. I've ever seen. It is not Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. This is so. There's the nicknames I've never heard them so good. Really? This isn't mellow either. Like it's not. Got really good nicknames. He's six seven two thirty. Um, Entertaining. Not necessarily goes by them that I know of. But is this like an all star? No. Is he Legend. above or below twenty seven? age uh barely above 
Like they're Six. above twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like they're in their thirties. They're they're just so like twenty eight. Twenty eight or twenty nine. Six seven two thirty in the NBA right now. Twenty in the NBA right now actually was a a, a piece oh. of controversy recently. I, Baby no, controversy. Now I'm say the name you're going to say because I don't want to mess. T J Warren. Up. Yep, wrong. This player was in in the in the midst of a, a little tiny bit of like, what a weird thing to do, guy. Recently, in the past four or three months. <laughs> Um, that is not ringing any bells to me. Um, uh, it also might have only been me and people that think like minded like me that had a problem with this individual. Um, okay, is it something you said? A, uh, no, did very much did on on video on on game in game at a game. Uh, this is a Big Twelve legend. Six seven two thirty. Is he like a small forward, or is he like a big? small forward power forward? Only can he, is a power can forward he shoot? Is yes. he good? Okay, let me check. Yes. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't know why he's only listed as a power forward because in my brain this dude's a three four. But but he's listed uh, as a power forward. He's been coached by Fred Hoiberg before. Where oh, George Niang. Niang. He's only two thirty. Six seven two thirty. I would I, if I in my head had a guess, I would say he's like six six two forty five. He's two hundred one centimeters tall, or one hundred four kilograms. That's he's a he's thick man. Um, nicknames? Do you know him? Minivan. Minivan? I'd never heard. Really? That's, yeah. No. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, That's he's the best the, one. That's he's one the minivan. Just, I call I call him the minivan a lot. So I th- I thought that I've even done that on this podcast. Um, I guess we don't really talk about George Niang nope, never. much, but yeah, the minivan, I don't know what else there would be, I guess. The closer is, yeah. The closer. Interesting. I get it. His Niang sounds like minivan kind of. I, I oh, know. I don't think that's why it's because he's like bottom heavy. He looks like a oh. minivan. <laughs> oh, geez. That, that's what they call them in Utah. I mean, they, they call them that in Philadelphia too, but the Utah play by play guys, like, they, that's what they call them. Okay, you ready for the next one? Uh, Weirdly enough, also a Big 12 legend. Really? Big 12, okay. So Kansas, Iowa State, uh, Baylor, one of those. Also one of an all-time great nickname. Oh, that's so good. You know this nickname, though, I think, so I'm not going to say it. Okay. Did you give me your, give me the height yet? Six two one eighty three. Bruce, no. He went to Miami. I don't know why Bruce I was thinking. Did go to Miami. I was thinking of him from Baylor for some reason. Um, six two. Is he still playing? Like, is a current yes. player? Um. Yes. Is not playing in the playoffs, but is still playing. Um, six two. So he currently is not on the Miami Heat or Denver Nuggets roster. Spoilers. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seth Curry went to Duke. Um, 
I cannot think of very many six two guys. Is he okay? Emmanuel quickly went to Kentucky. Um, Peyton Pritchard went to Oregon. There's um, let me know when you want a little bit more. Okay, I'll I'll say the age thing again. Is he a, just give me his age? I guess twenty seven and three hundred and forty one days. So almost 28. Okay. Terrogier went to Louisville. Oh, Devontae Graham? Nope. Kansas? But, hmm. I think he might be 6'1 also. But... This guy went to high school in Beecher, Michigan. Beecher? Is that... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Pretty much pointless. The guy's from Michigan. Yeah. But is a Big Ten legend. Big 12 legend. 12. Big 12. Can you give me the college you went to? Yeah. Is I it really thinking. specific? I didn't even hear it. Um, um, so don't say it specific? again. specific? I think it gives it away a little bit. Okay, so don't say it again. the age and the college. Um, you cut out right when you said it, I think. I think I heard state, though. So, so that narrows it down to literally two schools. Or three schools. Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Who's the other state in the Big 12? Kansas State. Oh, okay, State. Kansas State, yep. So this is, might be Oklahoma, no, because Marcus Smart's older than that. Yes, he is. And he's also a little bit taller than that. Um, so Iowa State, oh. He used to be on the Nuggets, though. Monte Morris. Monte Morris. Do you know what nickname is the greatest nickname in the history of basketball? Is it Mr. It Nugget? Be- no, it, it belongs to Monte Morris. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to think. I should know his nicknames. So, I mean, Mr. Nugget was a nickname. That one's not even on here. Okay. Yeah, that might be a little bit too niche, too local. It's because, like, the DNVR guys, they they anoint somebody as Mr. Nugget. And then once that Mr. Nugget leaves, they have to find a new one. So Gary oh. Harris was the original one. And then it was Monte. Oh, that's a great, that's a yeah. great Mr. Nugget. Yeah, now it's Aaron, Aaron Gordon is the Mr. Nugget now. So is it just, okay. <laughs> it's like, who, I feel like it, he's like the glue guy or, like, whoever embodies, like, the team. It's like a, a lot of vibe thing more than anything. Um. But okay, yeah. Is it multiple words? Yes, it's like a, it's like a like a, a well-known name type of phrase thing. I think it's a book. The original like thing that it's playing off is is a book. Is it like a noun? It's a movie and a book. Yes, it's a noun. Does it imply? Does it imply that it's like a person, or is it like a, a? Yeah, it's like it's a title. It, it's like a title for a person. It is sim- it's like a similar to a Mister Nugget. Yes, oh, it's okay. not Mister Nugget. The Duchess or the Dutch of or the Duke of something that type of thing. That t- that vibe, yeah. Captain, Mister. Mm-mm. What's his name? Monte Morris. 
Mount, Mount, Mountain. Is it Mount no. something? No. Nope. Nope. Monte's in the name. Montezuma. From the halls of Montezuma, that's a no. Okay. I don't know if I know what this is. Can you say it? The Count of Monte Assisto. Never heard that in my life. I just know that you look at Denver's I basketball do. reference sometimes. Um, it's the Count of Monte Cristo is what it's like. Yeah, off yeah. Of. Uh-huh. But Assisto is assist slash TO for turnover. Turnover ratio. Oh, I have seen that. I have seen that. Account of Monte Assisto. Yeah. I have oh, seen that. That was awesome. Uh-huh. Also, Tay, big game, yeah, and Tay. man, man. Man, man. Okay. I I was thinking of something like that. I feel like I, I knew. And Tay, I, like, I didn't even think that would be on there. But like that's like his name on Instagram and stuff pretty sure but yeah all right got and that's so weird they were they were on the same college team they were teammates in college yep they were teammates for sure for fred (laughs) hoybert yeah okay last one 610 234 is this an antetokounmpo brother is this costas antetokounmpo it is not an antetokounmpo brother but it is an international player 610, 234. Uh, Demontis Sabonis is probably heavier nope. than that. Similar positions. Makes sense. I, that's why I said it, because it gives you almost nothing. Yeah. Um, I guess they, they're not a straight center. Okay. Like, Sabonis played straight center pretty much for the, but didn't need, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's at like four, five. It's the same thing. But that makes sense with his height and weight. Um, um, is he f- from Europe? Yes, not from Canada. So yes, he is from Europe. There's also Africa, and you said he was... I can only name one player from Africa off the top of my head, and that's Joel Embiid. I can, Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka. I can keep <laughs> I was thinking Serge Ibaka is French, but he's not. He just speaks French. Does he? Mm-hmm. Why? He speaks Spanish. Pretty sure Serge Ibaka speaks French. Oh yeah, he's from Congo. That's why. Never mind, because they speak French in Cong- in Congo. French colonization is why. <laughs> he moved to France at seventeen and played well, he, in France for a while. He plays for the Spanish national team. I knew that, but for French, I did. That's interesting. So, I, anyways, um, it's just kind of confusing. He has he's from the Congo, but he apparently lived in France, and he's a Spanish citizen. Like he, or you know, yeah. According to my Google search, all of those are correct sentences. <laughs> um. uh, but this player is six ten. He's from Europe. Is it? Uh, <clears throat> let's try to do a geography thing. Is it like? Is, is he from a country on a peninsula? Like Europe, obviously, is a peninsula. But no. is it? It's one of the mainland ones like not one yes, of like sir. it's not scandinavia or iberia nope it's part of the juice so like germany nope i was gonna say maxi cleva um triple dirks yeah is it russia almost but no so is it north like it's near scandinavia or is it down with the balkans down with the balkans down with the balkans get up get up 
Oh, um, 610, though. Oh, Nemanja Bielica? Yep. All right. He's from Serbia. That is true. Next, I was going to tell you his three-point percentage is the next hint. Mm. What is it? 38.4 on his career. Mm. Yep. He was a good shooter, good passer. He's a good Still player. Is. Yeah. He doesn't play in the NBA anymore, but sadly. Oh, that's true. He was on the Warriors last last year. That was last year. Yeah. I think he's he plays for somewhere in the Euro League now. But yeah. It's not listed on here, but uh Professor Big Shots and uh, Belly. Mm-hmm. I remember I knew both of those because yeah, he's a really clutch, clutch shooter, clutch player. But yeah, anyways, that should wrap up our uh podcast for today. Went a little bit longer than we were trying to, but um yeah, thank you guys for listening. Check out the TikTok. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things of, of that type of thing that I should probably announce. Like, yeah, uploading shorts everywhere right now, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, t- even Twitter. Uh, I've been putting them on there. So check all those things out and, um, join the Patreon if you don't mind. I also got a account set up on buy me a coffee, which is kind of what the, what, like the concept of what I was trying to do with the Venmo. Thing before how i talked about putting my venmo in our show description i replaced that with the buy me a coffee because that's what it's for it's for you know content creators to get like one-time donations um so if you are feeling kindness in your cold sad heart oh. <laughs> or your your very generous heart either one feel free to, to uh show that to me to extend it toward us so Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. We will talk to you guys next episode. Peace.